Hold on. Hold on. I had a feeling I wasn't quite ready. There's like 10 seconds. I said, let's just go early. I am ready. Joe, you're ready. Then the other part of me was like, Joe, you're definitely not ready. I'd forgotten that I wasn't on the stream. So here's what we're going to do. Okay? Folks, stick with me. Overlay on. I'm going to go quiet now. I'm going to hit that, that bumper again. Here we go, folks. Seatbelt song. Here we are again, folks. Welcome back to the world-famous Late Night Grin. We're going to talk some dynamite. This is my first time you know, trying this, this intro today. I've definitely not fucked it up already um, within the first minute. But we are back. Uh, much to talk about. This show, if you are new to it, if you do not know, is... Yeah, JJ's right. The no countdown thing throws me off. This show, if you're new to it, is mostly Q&A format. It is... Me, myself, and the chat, talking shop, talking wrestling, kind of just figuring out what's ahead tonight with Dynamite. It can get a little bit more loose and long-term than that, but generally, we talk about Dynamite that's ahead. With that in mind, chat, I'll interact with you very, very shortly, but firstly, quick housekeeping deal. Road Prime, I saw your super grin after we did um, after we did the, the Fed Dead. I'm going to try and remember to read it when Bobby's on. So that we can we can tackle it. If it's just me, I feel like I'm kind of ripping you off on that front. So I will. And if you're in the chat on the late night grin, especially, just say, Joe, you piece of shit. Read my super grin, and I'll try my best to do so. Um, if you would like to send a super grin about today's show, um, streamlabs.com/slash/late-night-grin. If you don't want to, that's fine. I'm probably going to answer your question in the chat anyway. But it's a nice way to support the show because now we have a, t- a starting five and Jack Crosby, who of course you know. Demands money every week. Um, nonetheless, let's get into it. I'm going to start with a new... This is kind of the way I like to kick these off now because it gets conversation going. Chat. Which match this week... I think I'm... I think I'm pretty confident on the answer. But which match this week are you most looking forward to? Um, in fear of stealing all of your... Well, Thunder on this, I, I think most of you are going to be on board with me and saying Dax Highwood versus Cash Wheeler. <laughs> That's the way it feels. Pin in the chat talking about the road too, um, which I want to I want to talk about as an isolated topic in a second, but I want to just quickly get a read on. Here you go. Oh my goodness, it's like a clean sweep. Some love for Shooter versus Deeb also, but almost unanimously. Um Almost unanimously love for, for FTR. The van does not have a match type of Suicida. Four-door suit trying try to get outed as an enemy on the green is very good. I respect it. Uh, Meech says Wardlow is a close second. More Dax and Cash love. Uh, Sheeta versus Deeb is a close second. More love for Sheeta Deeb. But mostly the consensus by, by probably the most we've ever had was Dax versus Cash, which I think is interesting. Because if you go back two months, this match was big and had a dream match feel because of how weird it is. But I think a big part of why this feels so huge is because of how hot that team has gotten here in this last couple of months. Um, and again, that's not to, to uh, take away from how great they were before. They've been great for years now. But it sure feels different right now, right? It feels like one of the hottest acts in the promotion. So doing this match now, timing couldn't be more perfect in terms of intrigue and excitement. I want to kind of... Um, isolate the Road 2 topic, which you guys were talking about, and your pal Kiwi just brought it up, and it's, it's interesting. I watched the, the segment, I think a lot of people did, obviously, uh, for um, for Dax and Cash, and they're kind of, you know, the, the, the promo video that we didn't get before the, the graphics showed up, and don't, you know, Cash was really great in it, but Dax was like, whew, he was locked in, and it was emotional, and it immediately added a sense of drama and gravity to the whole thing. Um, it was one of the more well-produced things they've done in that regard. And I actually think the Road 2s have been consistently good for months now. But this one was one that you'll remember for, for some time. And I think the big key is the Road 2s generally are recapping a rivalry with some fresh promos. This, um, by contrast, kind of is the story which only got like 30 seconds to a minute on Rampage. So it was very different. The Road 2 usually it's like, 
here's an Eddie Kingston promo talking about his feud with Chris Jericho. Well, we, we know what the feud is about, and we've seen them talk about each other. This was different in that regard. Um, quickly to answer this, because it's a good question and a good point. Can you do a tag team match this compelling between a heel team, or is it just because they're faces? I think the face part is a massive element. Great, great point. There is a, a kind of, um, you know, there's a charm to Dax and Cash that's now there as baby faces that changes things dramatically. Four-door soup, I notice everyone, much to my detriment at times, <laughs> but I always notice you, bro. It's all good. Um, it was it was the road two on YouTube, Frank. It should be there somewhere. You may have to have a little scroll because it's behind dark. Um, okay, so someone else said this, but Mad King is the last one I can see. Oh, Joe said it too. So... The idea that, and this is what I was going to get to, you use clips of this as your lead-in to the main event. Um, it's interesting. Last week they did a version of this on Rampage and said you can watch the whole thing on on YouTube. The, I think you could play on when, or tonight and actually be better off for it. I think there's this misconception, and you guys have kind of tapped into it, but... There's this misconception that when we say we want this stuff on TV, like people think we want them to, you know, dedicate a ten, a ten minute block of TV to a row two, and it's like, not necessarily. I think we just agree that there's a place, there's a place for this to, um, to be used on TV without ruining the show's flow. It sure feels like some of this should be on Dynamite tonight, right? As kind of just to set the stage. Um, maybe it's a case of with how media is now. You can just rely on, uh, you know, you, you can just rely on the hardcore fans. We'll see it online and the rest will be out filling the gaps. It just feels like the, when you're producing stuff of this caliber, it needs to be on there. There was a Kingston promo a couple of weeks ago that I thought the same thing about. Um, and this is absolutely the reason it's not that way because they lose viewers. But like, it feels like they do a lot of segments and promos that could be switched out for stuff that's already out there in this form, you know, like some of their, some of their uh, backstage stuff is kind of, is kind of throwaway to me. Like it feels like there should be a place for like at least a 40 second minute clip of this. Um, even if it's just the, again, the stuff they showed on Rampage worked fine, but it's just, it's interesting. Um, Frank says the matches start cold, having some video packages. I like UFC adds gravity. Yeah. I think that's, you know, I think that's probably the the read. I also, and I've said this a lot, but KGJ, KGG brings it up. He says, Carlo Riley and Jungle Boy going 10 plus minutes is suboptimal. More sprints are needed. That's what we kind of got into. Shoot and I talked about this last night. I think we all are guilty of doing the thing like, oh, they have the shows packed to the brim. There's no time for anything. But it's like, I mean, you could definitely shorten some of these matches up, right? Like last week, it felt like Andrade and Derby run out of time. But you certainly could have saved yourself some time by giving Kyle and Jungle Boy seven, eight minutes. And I think the show would have been better for it. So that's um, my personal read. I also like this. And I wonder if this is something we eventually see, the, a pre-show concept. Someone on our Discord, I forget. In fact, let me try and find I think it was Tobey Suicida. But he's a piece of shit, so I don't want to credit him unless it was definitely him, you know. But I believe, and if he's here, he can... Yes, it was Toby Suicida. He was talking about how it would be fun to have like a panel type deal, like the Inside the NBA show. Um, ideally, they should make the Dynamite Control Center segments with Tony a short recap of wrestler interviews. Yeah, like you could do different things. It's it's one of those things that I think ultimately you will forget. Like tonight, they're going to have a great match and you're going to remember the match very, very fondly. Um, so on and so forth. But in the moment, I do think like it it would help to have some of this stuff. They have done it also, it's worth knowing. When um they did Punk and MJF, they did like a pretty continued kind of hype throughout the show, which was an outlier for them. They don't usually do that. So there's um there's different ways to do it. I think luckily, right now FTR is so hot that the crowd will be into it if you pay, you know. A 10-minute video or nine seconds of it. I don't think it matters. I think it's two top guys wrestling at this point, which is a credit to how good they've been over the last couple of months. And, you know, I think the atmosphere is going to be electric. They may kick it off, I think. Feels like they may kick it off, but we shall see. Um, 
there is some chatter about show formats. So let me quickly check my uh, the gimmick here. Hang on a second, folks. Bear with me. Bear with me. I'll be um, okay. Right. Um, they should hire the guy making that documentary on Hanger and Kenny's feud and MJF Punk. They ruled. I think there's a lot of talented folks doing that stuff out there, man. I'm, I'm a firm believer in that. Um, I always have been. So yeah, I think I think that'd be cool to kind of involve different talent. I mean, some of the music videos and the hype videos people make is, are insane. That's one thing, by the way. You're talking about this topic. Like, have you guys noticed how? Um, and I think I've said this before, but AEW doesn't have like a like an intro video anymore on pay per view. Like, I think the last one they did, I think it was Double or Nothing 2020. I could this, folks. This is whole shit fair. But like, I remember Double Nothing 2020 because I remember like they they had like the nod to Shad and and um. But with this, I remember vividly when it all out started or Double or Nothing one or two. I was like very caught off guard by the fact there was no intro, and I think that's their new norm now. I don't think they do anything. It literally, they just hit the they just come in live. Jim Ross does the intro and you hit the ring. So, um, I would like to see some some you know pageantry some spectacle i think the same to be said for you have four pay-per-views a year i wouldn't i wouldn't um begrudge you a big epic opening video like it was you know the biggest event of the year i think the same to be said for it that's just me okay who's ready for wardlow and archer to go 12 minutes for no reason wow that's interesting i think you're gonna go 10 joe so i don't think you're fought miles off my question would be or not even a question, I just, I don't know if I'm as dismissive of it. Of it. I understand your thing about there's not a reason to do a sprint. You know, do a sprint, there's no reason to go long, but I think they could actually have a really good longer match, so we'll see. Brucey beats for a great point. Starting off with Punk is is feasible with Dax and Cash because he's going to be on commentary, so you could hit his music to start. You could then send it to a 30-second video to the ring, so you could, you could easily do that. Um, Chris Statlander versus Julia was legitimately incredible. Great match. Julia's got something, folks. I hope that when we do our bits, it does not seem like I'm unaware of that. I actually think there's a reason they've featured Julia the way they have her age and her level of experience. Like, I think they know there's something there. She hasn't found it yet, but, like, she's improving and, you know, with time. She's certainly a prospect. She's, like, 20, 19, 20, so there you go. Um... Okay, what we got here? I think the 10 man will start. TK loves Adam's boom song. That's fair. I, a problem with that is that means Brian Pillman Jr. Sorry to hear that. Um, can we start to get more freeway dances as matches? I I would rather we not, Bruce Beast, but I know I'm on an island with that. I think they could do some awesome ones. I just, I'm not super into those. I have to admit. And it doesn't seem like Tony Khan is either, so I guess we agree on that, but. I get the I get the one for sure. What do you think the match order will be? So I think we're missing a match. I don't know if you guys agree, but I think we're probably gonna get one more. Um I would go Dex and Cash. I really hope they put Sheeta and Serena in a different spot. Yeah, I've got Dex and Cash. Um Archer Wardlow. I'm not. I'm, I'm. I'm really struggling here. This is. This is terrible. I'm gonna fool myself. Okay, <laughs> let me try and piece this together. I'd be so tempted to start the women, but I know. I know they're not going to. But it'd pop me. I guess you could start with the. Uh, I think the main event will be the ladder match. Let's work backwards here. I think Wardlow and Archer will be second off Dax and Cash. Then the ten man. Then Serena and Sheeta. I think there'll be another match, so I hope that means Serena and Sheeta are not on at nine thirty. But looking at it, I kind of think wherever they go, they should go after the ten man. That's my personal read. Wardlow is over huge, and every time he wrestles, the next segment like doesn't have the same amount of sound because of how popular he is. So I, my answer there, Mac, honestly, I think pretty clear was I don't know. So I'm sorry, man. That was a terrible answer. Um, what we got here? 
to talk about Wardlow and Archer. I get this completely. I um I I can't say this is wrong. Like you know the uh, the Archer booking has a ceiling. I just think that that's probably his role on the roster. And if you're a fan, you can think that's horseshit. I'm a fan, so I get it. But like on this roster, at his point, this point in his career, I think he's probably is that guy. Just me personally. You may disagree. Um, I agree with this. Need to see Wardlow longer matches. Need to get Wardlow longer matches. Ten is good to see if he has it. I agree. Um, have they had any more matches yet today? They have not. I think we'll get one more tonight. Joe, what do you, what have you made of the backstage promos between the great Jamie Hayter, Tony Storm, Britt Baker, DMD? I don't think they've done promos for men's Owen Hart rounds. They have not. But until last week, it was only Joe, right? So I think that might be uh, part of it. I also think they they want this Tony Jamie Hayter match to be a big deal, and you need to do some promos for that. Are they like working? They kind of exist right now. I don't know. I don't know if that's really the way to get Tony over anyway, but. One of them she didn't talk, and the other one she kind of did. Um, they're okay. They're very cookie car and kind of bland to me, but maybe that's unfair. I don't know. That's just me personally. TNT title ladder match should start. Yeah, I just feel like it's the main event. I don't disagree with you, though. Be a hot opener. I just, I think, um, I think it'll be the main event. But going back to the triple threat thing. Brucey beats. I'm with you on Kenny Pack and Orange. I thought that match was so underrated. So slept on. Women always put in the same time slot is not great. Absolutely. Especially when they do pre-tape before and after with other women in the division. That's like brutal. It's like they've just allotted that part of the show. Um, giving the women open will be, when the crowd is hot will be good. Yeah, I think it'd be awesome. I just don't think they're going to do it, unfortunately. Um, I, you know... Would I do it? I'd be very tempted because I think it would give them a real leg up in terms of getting the match over live. Because you know they're going to work hard, but like the crowd's a big part of it. I just don't think they're going to. Um, Sheeta and Deep should main event. And that would be cool. That would be cool. I, I worry about how hot the feud is, but I don't worry about the quality of it, so that would be cool. Um, I love Triple Threats, but for a promotion that tracks wins, it gives two people a loss and one person a win. My God, I'm fair. We need House of Black versus Blackpool Combat Club at some point. Yes, that would be awesome. Good point from Joe, who says, would they put the street fight and the ladder match back to back? That's a good point. Very good point. I'm trying to remember what was... I'm trying to remember what followed um, Mercedes and Thunder Rose's brawl. Yeah, that's a good point, Joe. I And says they'll be on the top of the hour. That was kind of... My layout was kind of the – so I went Dax and Cash, Wardlow, 10-man, the hour point, midway point, you'd assume that would be about right for the women. And then the, the, whatever you add in the next few hours, you can put in that middle spot, you know. I just don't know what that is, so it's hard to kind of – because that could change the whole dynamic. Like, he's booked crazy matches a day off, so it's very difficult. But, yeah. I hope the show kicks off with Punk promo on Hangman. It's time to start building the match proper. It feels like Punk just doing commentary tonight would be a waste. I, I get it. I have concerns about, like, the content of said promo with him being at home. You know? I think that's very... I, I, I completely get your your take on get the build going, but I just have concerns. I don't, I'd have to... Like, if, it was, if I had the pencil, so to speak, I would have to be very particular about what Punk's going to say in order to keep that narrative, control the narrative even, in a particular way. Um, you know, no big deal. That's just me personally. I think the key is that they do some, like, different stuff. I, I really want the Jim Ross sit-down that they haven't done for a while. Head-to-head, head, I think they did with Ethan and Derby last, which was, like, 10 months ago. So that's one I've pitched. You know, if Hangman's back, I don't know when he'll be back, but if it's next week, for example, there's no need to panic. But I do share your, your general concern that, like, need to get going. The ladder match did indeed open the beach break. I just think there's not as natural a main event because beach break had um, uh, B 
Beachborough had the the fame lights out match. That's that you know changes things a little bit. Is Shida Deeb got any stipulations? It is a Philly street fight. Um, I feel like a Blackpool Combat Club match going second makes the card make more sense. Otherwise, exactly, and that's quite that's my current kind of feel on what they'll add, honestly, because they've done that consistently. So yeah, I, I would agree. Um, is Sky winning the ladder match? I wouldn't say so. You can um, the beauty of the ladder match is you're not going to pin Sky. And he's, they're probably going to get some revenge with Paige involved whenever they do that. So, no, I think Sammy's winning. Um, what we got here? Serena and Deeb, sorry, Deeb Sheeta needs to be as far as possible away from TNT. You can't have them back to back. Yeah, that's fair. Who is after Archer? Um... Hmm. That's an interesting one. And that hired, it kind of feels like he should be like the top of the line in terms of hired guns, doesn't it? Hmm. I'm not sure. Terrible answers today, but I'm not sure. if I think it's probably time to move the story forward. I would say um, I would be tempted to do the thing I pitched a couple weeks ago where MJF, whatever, he does the thing where he basically refuses to go to work while he's unsafe with Wardlow being there. Now, how you do that if you do another MJF match or whatever, but I don't know if there should be one above um, Archer. Unless you're doing the Brian Cage thing that everyone's pitched, which like you could, because there's like a kind of a link with Tully, but not really. Um, yeah, I think Archer probably is the top guy in terms of being big hired guns that will lose, but that's just me. Sheeta and Deeb Street Fight is a feud ender and it should be the main or the opener. What the fuck are they doing if it's not well? Unfortunately, you, everything you said is true, but like that has been a very strange feud. Not even through like, like some of it's just circumstance, but like the pacing of that has hindered it. You know, it, it doesn't feel like this kind of natural crescendo. It just feels like this, they've, you know, they're ready to end it now. So, I think that's part of the problem. Sky wins that serious hot potato with the TNT title these days. Big problem, man. It's I hope the belt gets back to where it needs to be. I agree. And I, I love school player, but it feels like, you know, it, it feels like you need to just stick with a guy. I don't think Sammy's the guy, though, so there you go. I wish they would have followed up on Archer after the Hangman match. Yeah, fair. They started that Dustin thing that went nowhere. Hopefully, they go back. But even that was a month after, so, yeah. Um, I really think Archer needs to be in a tag team. Archer and Cage could be a fun big man team. Yeah, I I think that's a good call too at this point in his career. You kind of get you get all the juice out of him as a singles guy, and then you can kind of have him as a host tag team alongside someone. I agree. Um, will Wardlow bleed? I don't think so. Deeb Sheeter would probably benefit from a pre-match promo or package. I would say so. Yeah. I would say so. By the way, guys, I'm about 10 minutes behind the chat, so if you're, I'm not ignoring you. I'm just working my way through it, all right? Um, I like Jamie Hayter as a promo too, Neil. Uh, Joe says he would like Archer Ward, like be five to eight minutes. Um, I, I personally agree with this. I, I think Wardlow needs to have longer matches for just to – that needs to be a thing he's comfortable doing, I think if you really want to maximize his ceiling. That's just me. Um, okay. Do you think Becky has done AEW a favor with her comments? With a statement like that, with a statement like that, Tony has to pay closer attention. I think there's a good chance that's the case. Um, you know, Tony Khan's personality and what he's shown us of it anyway. I think... Is is you know, there's definitely some evidence that he would take that as a like challenge, you know. So, yeah, I I think it may have, but I wouldn't hold my breath. Uh, to be totally honest, there's definitely a belief, and it's growing. And if you're if you believe this fair, but like, there's definitely a belief that it's just the division's fine. I don't agree, but that's definitely a thing. Um, 
He may be one of those people that believes that. I don't know. But it's a fair question. George says, who's the best commentary team in WWE and AEW combined? I'd say Pat McAfee, Excalibur, Taz, William Regal. Sorry, Josh, I can't have Pat at the table. I like Pat as a personality, but as an announcer, he drives me nuts. <laughs> I would, I like your, the last three names would be my team. Freeman Booth, I'm, I like Freeman Booth, so I'm an outlier in that sense. Excalibur, Taz, and Regal, I think is awesome. I like that a lot. Um, okay. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling more. Um... The thing about, this is fun, the thing about Becky's comment is Brit said the same thing last week in her promo and, T, and TK booked no one to come out and confront her. He agrees. <laughs> there you go. Folks, I, good brother fandom knows it was a work pro. He's just having some fun. Okay. Um, could have Punk here on Hangar for not coming to work, etc. See, that's what I was, I'd have to be very confident I want to go in that direction because I think It'd be very hard to do the promo without it, like, kind of cornering your narrative, sort of. I keep using the word narrative. That's bad. Uh, I love how they've gotten into the groove of if someone big isn't on Rampage, they're on Ram If someone big isn't on Dynamite, they're on Rampage, like with the Backpool Combat Club. Brucey Beats, you have nailed it. This has been a thing I've wanted to talk about, but I'm a dumb fuck and I forget. Absolutely, this is saying they've got way better at. They're getting better at finding the balance between Rampage and Dynamite. I think Rampage is getting closer and closer to where it, you know, where it can be uh, in the last few weeks. Um, I know the time slot's bad, but I think with that roster, you can still kind of swing for the fences and, and be good. I've always believed that. I think he's doing a better job of that every week. I really do. So. But I agree with your point. Andrade TNC champion chased by returning Miro is what the belt needs. Miro's such an interesting guy to think about because I... He's honestly one of the tippy top guys in the promotion, but it's just—it's been such like such a long time now. It's been out for like five months. Hobbs is after Archer. That's interesting. Feels like it feels like they're going to continue the uh, Team Taz business with uh, Swerve and Keith, but that would be interesting. Jeff Cobb is interesting. Yeah, he got he was a guy that, as uh, Topaz of Cedar mentions, the inner circle paid off. So that's that's a good call. And it also with the New Japan thing, it gives you some some kind of crossover. Yeah, that that, one, that one's pretty smart. Second out always drops some viewership, so I'd put Ar Wardlow Archer there. Dax Cash, Ten Man, Blackpool Combat Club, Sheed Deeb, Wardlow, then TNT title. Oh, I understand. Sorry. You put Ward Larcher there to try and keep it. Oh, I understand. I'm sorry. I misread your thing. As Sean Rossap says, hoping they give Sheeta a white suit mob boss. He'll turn soon. I mean, that'd be interesting. I actually expected a heel turn like a long, long time ago. So, yeah. Um, I think it would kind of rule. Some Samoa Joe talk. God bless. Always up for that. I disagree, Joe. On the Wardlow longer matches, not every wrestler needs 20 plus minutes. Just go with what is working. MJF can easily get 10, 15 minutes out of Wardlow. Anything else may be a struggle. I just don't. You can do it for this angle. If you want him to be the AEW world champ, he's probably going to have to have 20 minute matches. Like, he's over, but I think people would very quickly, you know, kind of resent him just, just swatting down their favorite guys in 10, 15. That's just me. If you don't want him to be the world champ, then that's cool. He can be an attraction that does what he does. I have no problem with that. You want him to be the, the top guy in the promotion, which they may or may not. This is speculation. Then I think he needs to wrestle a long match. That's just me. Dude, Taz and Regal were incredible on, on uh, Rampage. In the ad break, they were just popping each other. Like It was delightful. They're a great, great dynamic. Any sign of the actual women's champion on this show? It's not carried away. Needs way more TV usage, man. Way more. Thunder Rose's just presence on the show needs to be much, much higher. I really wish we would get a definitive reason as to why women are not prominently featured. Yeah, I don't know. Because the thing is, too, is like there's some free agents out there. That if he, if Tony doesn't actually believe in the roster, it's like, 
It feels like it'd be more aggressive on the free agent markets. I don't know. But then again, you could say, like, look at the Owen qualifiers and how many like unsigned talent. It's, it's just weird. A lot of it's weird. I wish I'm with you, Brian. I wish we had a more definitive answer too. Brucey B says, I think Hangman wins and Miro is next. I said, the problem with that is though, it's like, I like it. But at the same time, Miro coming back and losing a program again feels like dangerous, you know? But I'm with you. I like the idea of it. The matches would rule, but it's just hard. I hate to put this out there, but I do feel like we could be headed towards Miro versus Sammy. I can see them leaning into that Spanish Godfrey. I actually think that would be awesome, honestly. Um, that's, you know, I, I get the hesitation with Sammy stuff, but I think that would be fun. And the reason Tony is Tony doesn't think the women draw right or wrong. I think that's his mindset. I agree, but it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy to me, you know? It's like you would need to, like, do the work to get them over so they can be draws. And if you never do that, they're just forever going to be in that. So unless you get, like, one of six women that work for the other place, you're going to have, like, a very tough time with that. So, yeah, I, I don't know. But I think you're right, to be clear. Now. I wasn't disagreeing with you. I just the, the mindset's dangerous, I think. Um, Mandy Rose's world champ about 20 minute matches. Sorry to hear that. That one was tough yesterday, bro. That was tough. I think it's Leo Swerve up next for the TNT title. I would prefer. Damn, Keith's been really. I think Keith's actually been better in AEW than Swerve so far. And I'm a bigger Swerve fan by quite the margin. Um, hmm. I mean, I'm intrigued by by these possibilities. Swerve, I think, makes more sense for the belt, but keeps popped me enough that I'm kind of with it. Okay. I'm actually fine with Miro being off TV because if he's not a top act, you'll do a disservice putting him in the undercard. The Fed does this with guys like Drew Mack and it devalues them. There's definitely like a thing of... Um, <clears throat> there's definitely a thing of... Um, some guys can be can just exist on the show, but to your point, Miro need, is like if you've got him, you need to be featuring him and making him a top guy because otherwise, as you said, it devalues them and just be kind of they get sucked down by stuff like that, you know. So I absolutely agree. It's just it's been a long time, man. I'm ready to go, you know. And I know there's stuff going on. I know it's not like fully their choice, but even still, um, when was the last time Brock Lesnar or Goldberg had a 20 minute match? Wardlow can easily be champed by working hot 10 to 15 minute host fights. Yeah, but when was the last time Goldberg or Brock Lesnar had a main event match that the fans were content with in the building? Singles match, you know? Like, people, it's fun in theory, but like, when was the last time they went on last, either of those guys, and the actual audience, both at home and in attendance, was truly content with it? It felt like they got their money's worth. And I love Brock, but like, I don't think that happens a lot. Brock's most beloved main event matches are when he went longer against fucking great workers, you know? So, and also there's a different, like 15 to 20 is fine. Like, it's more like, you know, they have to be real matches is the point. Uh, I'd love to see the parallel universe AEW where Kylie Ray stayed and didn't have a pandemic effect in the Japanese woman's travel. Yeah, for sure. Kylie Ray is just like, I, I just root for Kylie Ray. I think she's really good. I hope she's doing good right now. And I think she's still doing stuff with NWR. I've stopped watching the last couple of weeks. But, yeah. Um, it'll be interesting. She has a, she's incredibly talented. CM Punk is definitely winning the title, especially with the Forbidden Door pay-per-view in Chicago. More confident than I am, Neil, but I respect the take. I think AEW is heel-heavy on the woman's side. I'd have Hirsch come back as a face. QT said they use percentages for the men and women. But we just need storylines, not just we need storylines, not just matches. Yeah, the percentage thing's dangerous. So I, I I think I'd have to look at the depth chart, but in fact, let me have a look. Because we did this on the show. On the late night grin. You can watch the late night grin at latenightgrin.com. A very popular program every Friday night. And we did depth charts. So let me find this for you. If I can. Okay. The babyface women are Rosa, Sheeta, Ruby, Chris, now kind of feels like a heel. Ty has now turned heel. Tony, Red Velvet has now turned heel. Anna Jay. Hillside is Jade, Britt, Deeb, Nyla, Jamie, and now possibly Chris. Ty, definitely. Yep, yeah, you're probably right. It probably is. 
They got a real answer to that. I had, I had evidence and stuff. Yeah, probably right, man. Probably needs a baby face help, a little bit of baby face help. Um, okay. I would build a division around Rosa, Sheeda, and Deeb. Could use them to elevate people who are on the cusp, like Jade, Staten, Hater. Would keep Brit as a top-end mid-card at this point, honestly. Yeah, I'm the same, but I think challenging, you know? Um, I like your picks. I worry about Deeb's ability to connect, but I think you obviously have a role for her. I'd probably switch Chris in Deeb's spot in terms of, like, tiers. But the general sentiment, you know, I'm with. Uh, Bob O'Neill, behind the Wrestle Purist account, has re-entered. Pop. Um, second pop. Semi bumping for Keith would be amazing. It would. Be even more amazing when he tried to get him for his finisher, brother. How many stars for Dax and Cash for? I don't think, like, you know, they'll have time to do, like, the big epic. I just think it'll be a really well-wrestled 15-minute match. But, like, you know, who needs them, right? Star reigns. Oracle will like it. That's what matters to me. Kenny versus Brock. If Brock is trying, would be incredible. God, it would. Imagine Brock doing, like, the stagger cell on a V-trigger. Big palm of the fist. Um, what else we got here? If Dax Cash got five stars in a 20-minute TV main event, would anyone be shocked, really? If they get 20 and it's on last, then no. Brock Rollins at SummerSlam 19. That's a good call. Let's find out. Um, KGG says Brock versus AJ Brian Finn. So the AJ match is a good example of the one that went 15. Brian, I think, also went 15. So you can do, I think if you do that, it's one thing. I think Finn was very good, but I think it was clearly the level a level below them, which doesn't mean it's not even a knock. I just think it's limiting. The other thing too is, and this is important, is like Brock has an aura from his schedule and circumstance that is kind of different. So it's hard comp. SummerSlam 2019 was the shout. Let's see how long that match went, because I don't remember. They went 13. There you go. There's a good answer from Don't Have It Out There. Uh, Brock's best match in the last year was the five when it went eight minutes. That match ruled. Absolutely ruled. Some Drew McIntyre talk. Sorry to hear that. So Deeb wins tonight is the next challenger for Rosa and Chris and Mercedes take the last two spots. Bro, I just... I just... I don't know, man. Apparently Chris is still a baby face, but like... It feels like Sheeta should win the blow-off, you know? That's my only thing, like, confuses me. I'm with you on this, Neil. I miss Riho, too. Very much so. Anyone that doesn't like Rio, I'm winning the fight. I'm just kidding. I don't want to fight anyone. Absolutely not. Um, okay. I'm scrolling. I have made it. I'm up to date. I can now see... No doubt the eight minutes rule, JJ, but you're you're missing the fact that they had four other guys in the match. So unless you want AEW to do fatal five ways where Wardlow comes in and out and does moves for five for eight minutes, then it's hard. It's just the Brock comparison is difficult. Do we get Brett after this match? Same when we got Regal after Mox Danielson. I don't think so, but that would be something, wouldn't it? It'd be very interesting from a reporting perspective as well, because they've kind of poured water on it. So it would be it would be interesting to see how people reacted to that. Um, Owen needs some surprises. Seems a bit same old, same old. Yeah, I don't disagree. I think um, the fact that it has like Tony and Joe, respectively, even Kyle, like it adds some some freshness. But I do get the point. I just hope that when it actually gets underway, it has this like really grand, epic feel. On the wrestle period, on last week's preview, uh, Monty said this: like, you don't want it to just be like just a part of the show where they throw a different graphic out. You want it to have this kind of, you know, a true kind of majesty to it and, and pageantry and a level of importance that really feels befitting the the idea. So that's just me. Um, there's no momentum with anyone really besides Jade, so I couldn't tell you who should go over. It's thing is everyone's coming for, start, for like a start in um, a, uh, what do you call it? 
Everyone's like, you know, <laughs> everyone's at the everyone's at the same point. They're the starting line, you know. It wasn't what I intended to say, but pop. Um. Okay. The only way she, if the only way Deeb should win is if someone interferes to start something new with Sheeta. I agree totally. And who that would be, I'm not sure, but I agree with the sentiment for sure. Sheeta Jabe, Sheeta Jabe, TBS, Rosen non AEW challenger, Brit Tony Owen final at double or nothing. That would be a hell of a, a, a dub for the division. I believe it when I see it, but you could well be right, my friend. Riho will return to challenge Bob after Oracle is finished on the concrete. Owned. No bracket shit for the Owen makes me think it's not fully planned. Well, maybe. I don't know. <clears throat> Sheeta could still win and Deeb could still uh, get the title shot. Deeb is number two in the rankings. Sheeta is not even ranked. Deeb could get number one spot between now and Dominic. She absolutely could. I just think, and honestly, that's probably the actual most likely scenario because they have a month. I just think it's kind of weak. That's all. Um, I, JJ, I think everyone agrees with you that, you know, going long for the sake of long isn't good. <coughs> Not bad. Um, I completely, but there is a certain, you need to see if Warlock can have a certain level. That's all people are saying. I don't think everyone's saying he needs to go 35 minutes. There's a middle ground. They've got more ambiguous in his follow up on Brett Pop. Okay. Um, um, yeah, this is the thing is they do that a lot. Don't have an out, which doesn't mean it's good, but it means it's very feasible. Um, so, yeah. I I think I think it's probably what they'll do, but I agree it's probably a mis it's almost certainly a mistake because you need to heat someone up. Like, you just need to. I like the bait. I like the faction thing too. Um, I think it could be good for Jade to have kind of like when people wrestle, work towards dressing her, they can work Red and Kiera. You could do tag stuff, and as you said, you can put babyface factions in there too. I wish it was a special too, Ben. The own. I wish it had its own. You know, its own thing, but yeah. I'm scrolling. I still need to watch the cut of the Takashi image. I need to still, I still need to see it. I haven't. I have, I have yet to uh, to watch it, but I'm told shoot last night had rave reviews. You know, so I'm told Paul White popped huge. I'm told it was a great performance. So I need to see it. I'm way behind. Way behind on the actual wrestling these days. Too many wrestling podcasts. Okay. If Layla is okay, maybe send her after Sheeta. Is there is there any update on Layla? I thought it was, I assumed it was a bad injury the way people were talking about it. But is Tully done on screen or are they going to pair him with MJF? I think he's just going to do Ring of Honor. Um, I think the idea will be that Ring of Honor will probably run like once a month and do tapings. So he can do that, make good money. And, you know, Tony can continue to kind of show respect to him as a legend, but he hasn't got to, like, travel around the country and do live TV promos and so on and so forth. I think that'll be the plan. They haven't even touched the fact that Ruby and Rose were the final two in the All-Out Battle Royal. Seems simple. They have forgotten. Brother, at your recommendation, I have become obsessed with the Freddie Prince Jr. podcast. He's the coolest, bro. Seriously the coolest. Like... He's like a nerd, but he's also genuinely charismatic and cool. Fascinating guy. And he's really going to do this wrestling thing. You know, you can tell by the way he talks about it. I think he fully intends to do something with this. Like what that means, I don't know. He always says that he needs a wrestling guy. He knows his limitations as like a, a matchmaker, but it's a weird thing to because like he he must have a degree of contacts and kind of I don't know. He doesn't. I don't think he wants to do like a national promotion. I just think it'll be it'll be interesting if he gets like local TV in fucking like LA or <laughs> some shit. I don't know, man. It should be weird. I'm all in on it. I'll pretend it's good, even if it's not. Um, I haven't heard a single thing on Layla since she was hurt. Me either. Freddie Prince will become a sponsor for us one day. Factual. I think he'll become a full time analyst. To be honest, you best conversation for another day. Probably shouldn't say that on the air, but I'm just looking forward to when he's the full-time like review guy on Raw or whatever. Yeah, this I, I haven't read any reports about it, but this is my kind of 
read on it too is that like at this point in Tully's life, he's probably done the, you know, he went back to the road. He's probably good with going home now. I would I would guess, but um, bootlicking time. Loving the rest of Purious podcast, guys. Well done. All hail, thanks, pal. Appreciate. It. We're going to be back tonight. We're going to do like a lead into dynamite about. 11 Brit time, 6 p.m. Eastern time. So um, if you would like to join us as kind of your lead-in, we've got a lot coming up. I'm going to plug all that in about 10 minutes. So we appreciate you. Freddie should write for our Texas Fed on the Longhorn Network. Pop. Agreed. I did not see the start of 2.0. JJ has told someone that he's not triggered. Owned. Um, AEW are trying to do too much for the women you got the Owen, the world title, the TBS title Time, Paige Van Zandt's thing they don't have the depth for this Rio and Riho and Layla being hurt doesn't help I'm actually I'm back, I should be back I'm sorry I froze I actually think this has been like an under the radar problem for the longest and I've been saying it for a long time I genuinely think they would be better off just picking like six to eight women and just fucking locking in on what they do. And then like you try and do the best, like the way they do it by like the rotation and the kind of booking by committee things like committee, meaning like the push element of it, not who's doing it. I think it's, it works for the men because of how many there are and how much time they get. I don't think it's, I think it's been proven. It doesn't get the women over the same way. If you look at the women that are actually over, there's like two or three of them. It's because they've been like on TV regularly and they've, Beat that point home. I think that's key. Bob and Freddie reviewing Raw would be a pop. Oh, my God. He'd be so nice to Bobby, too. God bless. Freddie Prince and Bobby Concrete present Inside the Ring of Honor. <laughs> oh, the Joe Gacy stuff, I remember now. Yeah, I don't know. I saw a clip of it. I love how Shoot and Oracle aren't here to fight with the chat, so JJ has assumed the role. Pop, great mechanic that JJ kid is. Shades of 93, Steve Austin. That's hilarious. Um, yeah. the uh, I'm intrigued by Shoot and Oracle being like the alleged big chat haters. It feels like I should probably have that medal based on the fact that I actively told someone to go fuck themselves about a week ago, but fair. I appreciate it, Frank. Usually law freezes you. Factual. And my back is my favorite Holbertism. Well, I have to check. It's polite. Come on now. Okay. Why is JJ fighting with the chat? I think he's been owned. I don't know. I'm not completely sure. <laughs> Should do more women's trios matches on TV and can tell individual feuds through them. Do you remember when they did like two of these on Rampage and Oracle give them like four stars and we all popped and said they should do it more often? I agree, Mad King. I agree. Um, Meech is great. He does antagonize the host intentionally. He admits this and I, for some reason it still continues. Owned. Um, AEW tournaments aren't good they give them a lot of hype but when they start it's like they forget about them I think it just takes like it takes an effort from formatting to make it feel different to the rest and I think they really struggle with breaking out of their format I think that's saying they've, there's been a problem for a long time it isn't even a problem like necessarily if you enjoy the shows it is you enjoy the shows but for stuff like it does limit I think like truly embracing like a different presentation for one tournament does not feel like something they're gonna do, you know. Okay. Put a woman in the House of Black, Blackpool Combat Club, etc. Stat stayed over by being best friends. That's not a bad call at all, actually. Someone else said that too. Um who would be in the Blackpool Combat Club? I'm intrigued. Obviously, there's an there's an obvious one for House of Black that like I they still may do. She had makeup and she on I don't know. But yeah, you do refer to us as perverts and bootlickers an awful lot. Factual. Well, owned. Agree with Frank. That guy can go fuck himself. I'm still scrolling. 
The women's TBS tournament was pretty fun, yeah. I think it's more the way that there's no, like... Um, the, it, there's, like, a... it's The matches aren't the problem. It's more the way that they're presented. They don't feel separate from the rest of the show. They, they feel like just a match, and they throw up a different graphic, I think, is the concern. Not so much the match quality itself. Oh, my. Really? King Push. Right. Let me let me check something, folks. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, we're gonna we're gonna do about another ten minutes. So if you have a a question that for some reason you desperately ask but have yet to ask, which pop, um, you know, here's the time. Okay, I'm now scrolling again. These tournaments haven't actually started yet. The fields of time are start are stacked so far. I agree. I just I think it's one of those things where we'll see how they present it when it comes. I, I think the matches will be object like they're probably gonna be great, right? The matches. I just you'll be interested how it feels on the show. Stat in uh, Blackpool Combat Club, Serena. Sheeda. Sheeda's interesting. I kind of I kind of rock with Sheeda there. And the thing is, you say heel Sheeda, but like fair, but you could you could equally You could you could honestly do it as a babyface because Mox is in there, you know. She could still be awesome and wear the the do the look that we've talked about before, but you could still do it. Um, what are your fave tracks of Push's album? Uh, Dreaming of the Past is one definitely. I would say, just so you remember, is two. The third spot changes a lot, but I think Malice's verse on uh, "I Pray for You" is probably makes it the third. I would say. I mean, I, the whole, I, I like almost every track on the album, genuinely. It's a couple I'm iffy on, but I, I think it's pretty much, you know, it pops me top to bottom. But I'd say that the top two are locked in. The third I could rotate pretty regularly, but Dreaming of the Past is a monster. Okay. I can do this one. I can't, like, I don't want to pick up my thing, but, like, I'm just in, like, the corner of a room here. I can't move my – I'm in the corner of the room here. Obviously, this is this is from WWEshop.com, um, which is hilarious because no one knows it exists on there. Pop. This is where's the there we go. This is the wave file for Kendrick Lamar's "Sing About Me, I'm Dying First, which is probably my favorite song ever. This is two guys from AEW you may have heard of, and then this is Joe Frazier. Honestly, two of these are bought by my pal Akash Sharma, who often shows up in the chat, and he may see this, so I'll credit him, but. Um, yeah, that's that's what's on the wall, but there's nothing else beyond this. Is literally here just because I do this. <laughs> I, this is just the corner of the room, and this is behind me. For the, so, this is about as cool as it, it would look. But I hope that explained what these two pieces are at least. I'm sure you're aware of the others. Okay, Julia's eye is getting worse. I'm very concerned about Andrew, quite frankly. Marina in Blackpool Combat Club kind of makes sense, but she's still missing something. Maybe Regal can help her find it. They definitely, like, would be aware of each other too, right? Like, there's, you know, he's almost certainly trained with her and stuff. How do you make the tournament matches feel different? That's the thing, man. It's really hard um, to do it if it's just going to be a segment on Dynamite or it's going to be a match on Double or Nothing. Um, because ultimately then it just becomes just feeling like a separate thing. So... It's hard if it's going to just be part of the show. Ideally, you would dedicate an episode fully to it, you know? I don't think they're going to do that, so it's difficult. I, I haven't got a good answer, unfortunately. That's why someone said it earlier. I agree with them. I wish it was a special, but that's just me. Who is Jade working next year? Have we given up on Athena? I'm giving up, yeah. I think there's... My bad. I think there's actually more to it than has been kind of out there, but I've given up, unfortunately. I did. Road Prime, I, I mentioned this at the start, you, so um, you, you missed it, but I, I'm glad you're here now. I apologize for that. I'm going to try to do it on the Grim when Bobby's here. So I said then, and I'll say it again now, you have permission, call me a piece of shit on Friday night if I forget it, or any other show where Bobby shows up, because I want it to be, like if I just answer I don't really have a strong take. It was a good question, but I want to give Bobby a chance to answer it. But I really do appreciate the Super Grim Road Prime. I'm sorry that we missed it. That's my bad, bro. 
We appreciate you. Okay. Will Claudio be a mystery partner at Double or Nothing or show up beforehand? Kingston thing is the thing to watch on that front. And I know that's cliche because I say about everything, but Kingston thing is the thing to watch. Okay. I think the Sixers are going to win game six, which is the most cursed thing I've ever said. I think they're fucked beyond that, but I, for whatever reason, I think they're going to win game six. I don't know why, Dion. I, I just get the sense they're going to. I mean, I don't think they go any further than that, but unfortunately. Uh, there is Pusha T slander in the chat, which is vile. Um, what happened to the House of Black? I don't know. They need a direction. Old Bud Matt couldn't be at TV. Um you know, a couple of weeks back for personal reasons that Bob knows about, but he's back now. He's good to go. Hopefully they have something for them. As Neil says, hope, I hope and Tony's got big plans for House Black, but he tends to plan way ahead, so hopefully their time will come. That's my hope too. I think he's aware, just needs to get to that next cycle, so to speak. I think the Phoenix injury messed up a lot of their plans, like, would be my guess, but I don't know. Um... Regal probably knows a lot of the undercard people. TK is signing folks that worked. The NXT Largo loop. Like Triple H was signing guys that worked. Bowler 2016. Pop. Yeah, you're right. He probably does. There's also like 150 wrestlers on the roster. So probably law of averages, right? Reckon we'll see Nixon come in soon. Um, it wouldn't surprise me, to be honest. I haven't got a strong take on it. She's, I think she's dealing with some visa stuff right now, but. Um, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Would you be okay if Lexi, all caps, stood behind Malachi making faces? Not really, mate. I, to be honest with you, I mean, I'd, I'd rather she just go and do that in like TV or something, you know? I mean, God bless her. I don't need her doing more spooky stuff. Spooky stuff, by the way. Let the, let the record show that I was, couldn't have been more accurate about that. I was told I was wrong, but I was absolutely, absolutely accurate. Not buying it for door soap. You're now added to the list of enemies. If it's from the current roster, Statlander could be the one to dethrone Jade. I think Statlander is the one. Sorry, I missed, don't have an. I didn't answer your first question. Who's next for Jade? I don't know, but I, I've been consistent on this take that Neil just said. I think Chris should be the one to beat her. Um, have you seen AEW's game footage from Will Washington's Twitter? Is it new? Let me pull it up. Will, um, yeah, this was the yeah, this was um, this was from a while back with Jungle Boy. Yeah, I've seen it, it looks pretty good. Apparently, that game's like coming out soon, which is fucking hilarious. Good luck. Hopefully, it rules because I think we all really want it to be good. But that threw me off when they said like September. Um, <laughs> do not taunt me. My old people are talking about Boston so weeks. You know how I feel about the Boston Celtics. I, I conceded they're a tremendous basketball team. I said their defense was the best I'd seen with my own eyes. I conceded all of this. I did it as a pro. I was open. I was honest. Do not taunt me. Um, could make Sheeta the first double champ. That would rule. Sheeta resting regularly on TV again will be a pop. Hopefully that happens now. That this you know Once this feud's done and... She's in the Owen. Like, hopefully she can kind of get rolling here. Um, <laughs> fair. Fordor Soup, is, he's, he's cleared himself from the enemies list here. I'll add him. I'll give you, like, a couple of hours and I'll add you for the Boston thing, okay? Have you downloaded Casey Catanzaro, Omos, and Yokozunia on 2K? I have not. Um, yeah, I've, I've not. Are they, like... But like paid DLC, if so, probably not. I have not watched Winning Time. Um, well, not yet, not yet anyway. I do not have any plans to just because time tough. Um, is there, is there a prediction you can own the chat with against tonight? Is this close with this? Let's do this. Um, also, Frank said, as someone in the video game industry, if they announce a street date, um, and it gets pushed back, then we can worry. Yeah, to be clear, I'm not even worried. It's just like, when I read that it was like they were looking at September, I, it legitimately threw me off. Which, you know, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm just... Okay. Let's pull up the tonight's matches. Joe, you should make sure watch Takeshi's Castle. Oh my God, deep cut. All right. 
AEW Dynamite is the show we're talking about, right? I will now predict the matches. Um, let me quickly answer this question because it looks like a DL question. Joe, do you look at AEW as its own thing or do you see its booking and presentation from the previous era? Do you expect do you expect it to stay as it is? I think um, there are clear influences. I think Nitro is a huge one. Um, I have been told there is much Mid-South. I have not watched enough Mid-South to comment on that. I think what inevitably happens, though, is when a show gets in rhythm and the booker gets comfortable, he kind of forms his own playbook. So at this point, I look at AEW's own thing because, honestly, AEW is the only show in wrestling history that uses a rotation method quite like this with over 100 wrestlers. <laughs> so at this point, it is its own thing because quite, quite literally it's singular in that regard. It has a modern WWE roster without the brand split. So it has clear influences, um, but there's very much its own style now, its own house style, very match heavy. You know, the the way they announce cards beforehand is really kind of unique for, you know, mainstream wrestling TV. So I hope that answered it the best I could. All right, Dynamite tonight. Chat. Put your predictions, and we'll see. We'll see if we have any ownage possible here. Scorpio or Sammy? I've got Sammy Guevara winning. Chat just put Sammy or or Scorp. Let's get some predictions in, and then we're gonna wrap up. Okay. Um. Okay. Frank says definitely nineteen eighties mid south, early nineties WCW, and two thousands RH. The two thousands RH thing is very interesting because it's very like the talent pool is very much that way. Okay, we don't have any. School predictions. Oh, we have one. All the fouls says says Sky. So I think we have one. I think that's all we got. Well, all the five, you're correct. Please come back and tell everyone they've been fucking owned. Um, you'd be well within your right to as the single pick on that one. All right. Well, these matches are all so okay. Let's do Dax and Cash. Someone in the chat last night said I think Cash is gonna win. Chat. Dax or Cash? I don't think we need to do Wardlow, Archer, or the Ten Man, but let's do let's do Dax and Cash. I got Dax, but I do think there is an outside chance that Dax kind of makes a point of putting over. He's often underrated, understated tag team partner. So here we go. We got a split. Oh my god. Okay. I think we're at like. It seems like Cash is winning. No, never mind. Big push on the. This is very tight. All right, I got Dax. I'm not going to tell anyone they're owned because, like, there is a genuine split. Um. Wow. I'm amazed at how many of you pick cash. Now I'm, I'm just makes me more excited for the match. Again, I don't think it's an own situation because it's such weird. It's such a weird uh, scenario. But I. This is what I do think. I think Dax is like the Booker's choice. So if that makes sense, but. I do think um, there's a very good chance Dax is, like, very keen to put cash over. That seems like why a lot of you guys are picking cash. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, finally, let's do she uh, Serena and Sheeta. I've got Sheeta. She's the baby face. I think she wins the blow-off. Chat. Um, who you got? Hikaru Sheeta or Serena Deeb in the Philadelphia street fight? I'm intrigued. Sheeter out to an early lead. This game pops me huge. I know it's terrible audio, but I just have fun. It's for me. It's wild that you guys watch. So when I get to like <laughs> do this, it pops me. Okay, it seems like Sheeter's the consensus. But there's there's definitely some love for for Serena, but Sheeter is the majority pick. Okay, folks, here's the deal for today. Okay, very simple. By simple, I mean this is going to take a long time. So bear with me. All right, in about two hours. Over on latenightgrin.com, behind the paywall, Jason and I are going to do a grin along. We're going to just put some matches on and just talk shop. I wanted to do that because I wanted to give the paywall folks some love. There's a lot going on right now, so I've, I've been slacking. So I want to remedy that tonight. Jason and I grin along about two hours' time, okay? 4.10 Eastern time, 9.10 Brit time. That's where I went pencil in. It could change. I'll update accordingly if it does. Then we're going to lead straight into the Wrestle Curious podcast. Around 11 p.m. British time, 6 p.m. Eastern time. Where basically what we're going to do is we're not going to do a dynamite preview. We're going to do broad topics, general wrestling talk, but we're going to give you guys like a lead in to to dynamite. Um, 
we kind of want this to be a community thing where it's a place for you guys to spend the last couple of hours before Dynamite. But it is not going to be AEW exclusive because we don't want to talk about stuff um, that kind of is immediately out of date when Dynamite airs. Does that make sense? So bigger topics, broader topics, you guys can ask questions and stuff. But we kind of want to spend that as like a thing we do. So this show, this one you're watching now will probably always be at this time, mostly. And then we'll do Wrestle Purist that last couple of hours and you can spend it, you know, while you wait for the, for the big show. So that's the hope. We'd appreciate if you join us over there. Then at um, 3 a.m. here in Great Britain, 10 p.m. Eastern time, we'll be we'll be we'll be reviewing Dynamite. Probably just me. I don't know yet, but four shows. I know that's a lot. Watch what you want to. Obviously, don't feel don't feel guilt about not watching fucking Dynamite review at 3 a.m., 10 p.m., whatever. All good. That's today. Tomorrow, Green Grappler, 6 p.m. Eastern time. Dustin Rhodes. You can find those matches over on our Twitter at Late Night Grin. Joe, we have. I think Jay Shell has one match she wants to watch. I have nothing. If you show up in the chat and say something, I may just say we're watching that. So it would just be a couple of hours because I like to give the paywall folks just, you know, and we can always talk into the chat. So um, there's, yeah, that's the plan. Um, all the fouls says, Joe, final question in our pursuit to improve AEW, are we indirectly trying to make it more like WWE? That is a, f- a thing that happens absolutely, mostly by people that have only ever watched WWE TV, um, especially with the casual fan mainstream stuff. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, okay. Neil, appreciate the love. Um, I appreciate everyone that joined us here. This was fun. I always like doing these solo shows. So it like, gives you guys a chance to actually, like, you know, like so I can actually read your shit. A lot of time I can just look at it and dunk on it. Um, <laughs> this was a pleasure. I'll see you in a couple of hours over at latenightgrin.com. You can sign up for just $1. No tears, just grins. But in the meantime, enjoy this outro, folks. All how.